0: Welcome to The Hot Seat, a Sheer Therapy Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Pam, and I'll be joining you every week alongside my girls, Denise and Cousin Dan. Every episode, we'll be having real conversations, including the good, the bad, and yes, even the ugly. Although we are three women in different stages of our lives, one single, one married, and one divorced. We can still share our experiences together with love, faith, and a glass of wine in hand, of course. We know you're going to enjoy listening in and riding along this journey we call life with us, together. Listen in as we talk, as we get real, and as we get raw. Here we are, Sheer Therapy. Okay, here we are. We're having a contest to see who introduces themselves first. But yeah. Wow.
1: Oh, you cheater. You <sighs> cheater, cheater, Pumpkin Eater. Well, guess what?
0: You're going to get cut from the friend list. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, before we could even introduce, welcome back to another episode of The Hot Seat, the sheer therapy podcast. And today we're going to talk about one of our favorite females of all time um miss holly furtick we know you're listening out there and we love you but um i really love her so she is stephen furtick's wife of elevation church we love her because she's just like a breath of fresh air denise always raves about loving her even more sorry stephen um but she just she's just like she's just like a cookie you know she's like a cookie like you just like want to have her with some milk and cozy socks, and she just makes everything feel lighthearted, and she's always smiling. So, anyways, we, me and Dan, love books. Denise loves um, audio books, and uh, so we did one of her studies, and it was called BFFs: Building Friendships That Fit. And we wanted to talk about that because you know we're a girl crew. And friendship is a lot more than you could think. And sometimes we keep friendships for the wrong reasons. And sometimes we don't nurture some for the wrong reasons. So I wanted to just start because it was a whole book that she actually wrote. And um, we want to just make sure we're giving credit to her through the whole process. But the study was amazing. I think we did it mid-lockdown, right, Dan? It was like in the lockdown we did the study. Yeah? No. No.
2: Before,
0: um, before the lockdown. The better
2: half was in the <laughs> lockdown. Right. This and one we'll, was still in person.
0: Oh, right. Okay. So we did this in person, even better. So I wanted to start with one thing that she wrote in there and it was, um, fulfilling friendships don't just magically fall into your lap. They are built brick by brick, conversation by conversation, confrontation by confrontation, crisis by crisis. They take time in order to build friendships that fit. In our current season of life, we must start by doing some deep digging. So that was kind of how we started it. And she made us take an inventory, like inventory like you would at your work, but she made us take an inventory of your friends and she categorized it. There was like your childhood friends, your friends in your teens, your early adult adulthood wow friends and the people who you have now. Surprise, surprise not all the people were in the same list. Uh, Dan, what about like when you made your list, did you find like childhood was in early adulthood that now friends were in the teen years? Like, I feel like people just kind of got left behind where they were.
2: So mine has a bit of a pattern going on here. (laughs) Um, So I have my childhood friends from age two or three that I had till I was 13, 14 Mm -hmm. Um, And then I moved. And so I started high school with no friends. I had to rebuild in high school. My high school friends and I, it was a complete shit show. So I, (laughs) they were close for what high school was, Mm -hmm. but we just caused so much trouble with each other. And by the time high school was done, we were all just like going our own separate ways. And then the first few years of our 20s, we kind of still circled back, you know, still hanging out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my twenty late 20s to early 30s is when I started building my adult woman friendships through like jobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm reconnecting with childhood friends. So my cycle was like childhood friends stopped, high school friends stopped, adult friends, which I have now recircling to childhood never looked back for the high school ones like I can honestly say like that's a wrap like Mm -hmm. um you know the odd Facebook hi how are you and they were all like we have great memories from high school but I I realize now we were just all totally different people and just all not good for each other like we were just Mm
0: -hmm.
2: party and had no direction so that was my cycle
0: And uh,
1: what about you, Den? Um, Definitely childhood friends. Well, I wasn't living, I was living in another city. So all of my childhood friends, when I moved to Mississauga, I guess for all the international people, it's like not moving from a state to a state, but maybe I lived in Toronto. Like I lived in Toronto and then. So all of my friends from kindergarten to grade six, then I left. So I never really kept in touch with them. And then when I came to grade seven in Mississauga, then I met new friends and then they kind of continued with me through high school. And then I had friends from high school into my adult years. And then I recently like let go of some of my friends from high school In my adult years, but I've still kept like one friend. Just Pam.
2: (laughs) Just Pam. Pam, what about you? What's your cycle of friendship?
1: And yo, Pam's um, cycle of friendship is totally different, yo. She's like, she's like Velcro. She could roll, around. she could roll around and just find a friend. I'm
2: best friends with his <laughs> wife now. His daughter's my godmother, and she's one of those
1: invasive friends. You open the door, she's on your doorstep. Shit.
0: <laughs> um, I too have a similar story, kind of like Denise. Like I went to the same school. From kindergarten and halfway through grade seven, I moved to Mississauga. So those friends that I had then, obviously in Mississauga, you know, you cried for days up until you're moving, promises to see each other every day. And then three weeks later, you made new friends and you're over it. Then I made my Mississauga friends, and that was middle of grade seven. And those kind of became my teenage friends because we all went to the same high school. And then my young adulthood friends. Um, honestly, they didn't all carry out from high school, maybe like a handful, like a couple where you'd actually like hang out because I find in high school, you're busy, but you always find time. Like you have a job, you have school, but you always find time to hang out, do something so you can have more friends. Uh, childhood friends like you can only really hang if your mom says yes and it's usually a weekend or I don't even think we had play dates back then like we do now and then adulthood friends it's like you have a job you're kind of post-secondary so you make time for each other but you can't have too many because like how much time can you make and then you know you have your own car you're going around but then the now friends is kind of like then you weed it out so like each season I think from high school becomes like a a weeding season where you just kind of like dig out the weeds because you also have friends from cliques, Right. So it's like, there's like, for me, it was like the Gina girls. Then it was like the West Indian crew. Then it was like all these crews that you hung out with. So you had the people there, but like you can't possibly hang with that many people. Like there's no time. So yeah, I'd say from, from literally, the now friends. Yeah. It's Denise. And a lot of my now friends are actually friends I made as an adult due to like having kids or some mutual interest. It wasn't just because, Hey, you're in my class. Cool. Let's hang out. Like, you know, it's like, we literally have husbands that are friends or something, but like, then again, deeper into the study, it depends because like, what do you consider a friend? But like, friends friends denise and a couple more and that's it my cousin you
1: made a couple of friends you made a few friends through like your job like as a stylist a hairstylist no
0: yeah of course but like i mean like well again we get deeper into that in the study so yes there's a multitude of friends but again are they work friends are they uh friends you only hang out with as husband wife are they friends that you only hang out with from church are they friends you only hang out with with your kids like there's like compartments you know mm. so but i
2: consider you my friend if you can see my ugly side anyone who can't see my ugly side is an acquaintance and that's just how it goes
0: yeah like i said mm. before or if you can't fart if you can't mm-hmm. fart or wear no makeup or sit in silence on my couch and not even have to talk watch me cook dinner. You know, but um, I think even when you look at the groups, some people had to be plucked. But interesting enough, because of technology, because she talks about some other spots about like like and click friends, which are your Instagram friends, which could be your high school friends. But you think you're really good friends because you um, engage with each other online, but you talk more online than you talk in person. But like, because of technology, my bestie from kindergarten, uh, Melissa Watts, you remember her, I, um, I talked to her all the time. She comes to get her hair done. Like we talk all the time, can't see each other all the time, but it's like we both had in common that we both left schools young. And she'll always say to me, the thing that bonds her to me is um, like she had to move schools I think a year before I did but her mom passed away when she was young. And she's like, you're one of my only friends when I moved to a new area that knew my mom. So mm-hmm. like, you're a different type of friend yeah. because nobody else knew my mom out of my new friend. So it gives you like a different level or like my friend, Sarah may not see each other all the time, whatever, but because of technology, we have contacts today. I made stew chicken and she taught me how to make it her way. But again, it's not like, We're going to the movies, going to dinner, she's coming over, this, that. It's just like we talk when we can, but we have that foundation from kindergarten.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, it really depends. Denise, do you talk to anybody from back in the day of your Toronto days? I did in the
1: beginning when Facebook started. Like I met up with a few few people online and then I met, like I randomly saw somebody when I went to a concert, but no. You
0: think they're all wondering where the, large-faced freckle-faced girl is to this day well like guess there. what
1: guess what they're they're gonna know they're gonna know when they see us on the billboards and everything <laughs> they're gonna know
0: uh-huh.
1: surprise surprise
0: <laughs> yeah. here she is Denise Campbell. um so
2: what are some of like the expectations of friendship that we have or like i know the book says Like, is there movies or TV that kind of influences what you think friendship should look like?
0: I think TVs and movies royally beeped us up from every relationship, a friendship, a marriage, whatever. I think more intimate relationships, like romantic ones. But yeah, because, you know, you watch Full House and like they have this friendship where they are like inseparable. And maybe you're like, oh, I want that friend. I know Full House messed me up as a kid because, like, I wanted Full House friends, but I always lived far from the school. So I could never just go to my friends after school and mom pick me up. Like, mom had to work. Yeah. So, like, I always craved that Full House friendship. And honestly, to this day, I watch Full House with my kids all the time because I try to create those memories that I wished I had as a kid, you know, and not for any bad reason, but we just, we had to do what we had to do. So I had to take an hour bus ride home from school, couldn't hang out at the playground, had to wait and get on the bus with my sister. And she wasn't waiting for me to play at the playground. So I think, yeah, there's a lot of expectation. Did you have any expectations from uh, the Fuller House days?
2: I am, um, for me, I find it funny on TV and movies that like, no matter what the friend is doing, um, the other friends are always cheerleading. So like, sometimes (laughs) it's like, and like, I know people say that about me and Denise, like Denise will be the one to like cuss you out about something. You'll be like, what do you think about this? And Denise will be like you. And like, sometimes I'll be, I'll say it's you. And then other times I'm just like empathizing, like, yeah, that sucks, whatever. Right. And I find in movies and TV, the friends are always like, no, he's totally a loser. Yeah. Leave him. No, you were right. No. Like, and they kind of like show this thing where it's like your friend can do no wrong. Like your yeah. friend can do no wrong and your friends will always rally around you. And you're always right when you go to them for advice. Mm-hmm. And like on, obviously that's not true.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and so Denise, like being friend, like being a friend and stuff like that, don't you think <laughs> part of being a friend is like not always cheerleading your friend Absolutely. I have,
1: I have a motto, like for people that know me, I always say this thing. I always say it all the time. I said, look, if 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 you plan on getting in the car and crashing it into that brick wall, don't think I'm going to sit in the passenger seat with you and let you go crash that thing in there and, and just say, yeah, okay, no matter what happens, You know, even if we're all bruised and banged up and, you know, you shouldn't be banging that car into the brick wall, I'm going to shut my mouth and let you do that. No, no. Mm. And I think a lot of times, too, like true, true love and true friendship is being able to um, call out something if it's wrong call call it out because why would you why would you want to call somebody your friend and you're seeing that they're going in the wrong direction and you're going to just shut your mouth and let them go into the wrong direction then you don't care you don't have any love but then a lot of people I tend to notice these days they 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 don't want to hear the truth they their truth is whatever their reality is in their brain And yeah. they and they get insulted and offended, and they actually they actually cut you off as a friend and get insulted and offended if you want to be truthful to them. It's like so the world is
0: really messed up. It's <laughs> I just like want to say having that having a yes men crew, the yes that's, men crew, no, where no, it's like that. that's another form of friendship, right? Like I'll keep you around when you just do what I like you to do. Yeah, But the sure. moment really that you that. do something that rubs me the wrong way, or you call me out, or you tell me something that I did that you don't like, mm-mm, you don't have no business here in this friendship no more. So like, you have to really look at, at stuff like that. Cause like another thing she talked to about was uh, uh, um, who do you turn to? So like when you have an issue, And it's cheesy as this could sound right now. Like I, one big thing I worked on this season was when I have a huge issue. Yes. My friends are important, whatever, but I go to God first. I go in the shower. I talk it out with him. And If I still feel like my chest is aching from something, then I'll go. Because as Denise knows, like your friends don't want to hear the same story 30 million times. Like sometimes you just want to get it off your chest. Sometimes you want to know if you can gain perspective, if maybe there's something they can call you out on so you can feel like, okay, well, this is what I'll work on. But you have to be careful of who you run to because some people, we said this before, they think you think that they're being there for you, like a good friend, but really they're in a category of friendship that really just likes to be there for you because they like to hear what, what you're down about. So Mm -hmm. it's a friendship where like, they only like you when you're down. Oh uh, gosh, my shop is closed. Oh my God. How are you? Is there anything I can do to help? But really it's, Oh my God. Yay. I'm doing better than you. Or like, um, Oh my God, I'm having this struggle in my marriage, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, how are things? Okay, if you need an ear, do you want me to come over? How are things? Are you guys doing okay? But really, it's, ah, uh, huh, my marriage is better than yours, you know? So, who you run to is also where you have to look at those categories, like, because those people can actually be in disguise of being there for you, but really, they just like hearing your downfall. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that
2: was another true.
0: thing. You know yeah. like those people who thrive off of like bad news like the people who just turn on CNN and uh cp-24 all day and they look forward to hearing it and then calling 30 people there's friends like that like oh let me call Dan today and see if she's struggling so I can tell her oh come sit on my couch and then when she leaves it's like ah oh, I feel so much better about my life today that's crazy
2: that's I don't want those people
0: but it's real. but I rem-
1: but I remember I told you, like, I remember when you used to come to me a lot with like advice and problems and I don't mind being a listening ear, but I remember I told you one time I said, look, go give it to God, eh? talk to him and, and connect with him and see if he gives you an answer mm-hmm. and then come back with the answer and give it to him.
0: <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times there's something that you have to look on that you're doing, which I'm, I'm big on self-reflection. Dan knows. But then sometimes like you just feel like beating your head against the wall. So that's when you go to your friends, but you have to know which friend you can go to because mm-hmm. you don't want them to make it feel like you're okay. Cause that's energy, man. It will come back. It will come back to yeah. you. Yeah. So So, anyways, that was, that was basically the gist of the beginning. A- Aiden?
2: Yeah. Just kind of who were your friends? Who were your influences? How do you categorize Um, And then kind of just segueing into at this stage in your life, what are some obstacles that prevent you from um, making friendships or investing in your friendships?
0: I think I wrote in my aunt Denise, you know what? (laughs) I just, I just, (laughs) I just wanted to add, I just wanted to
1: add as a friend, (laughs) you should be able as a friend. You should be able to, whatever it is I do as a friend, <laughs> you shouldn't judge me.
0: <laughs> oh, we
2: know. Oh, like no, no, talking. no. I think, I think part of being close to someone is being able to comfortably judge.
0: <laughs> and be able to tell them um, you're judging and they're okay with the and judgment.
2: Yeah, there has to be a comfortable judge, a, a comfortable yeah.
0: judge. Unless it it's hurting be-
2: your feelings. If it's hurting your feelings then that's a different story Denise just How? give
0: us a release date like pick like june 30th we release this judgment and we don't talk about it again okay just give us a date
2: or <laughs> is it hurting your feelings because if it is tell us
0: <laughs> no it's she not
2: you don't, don't care no no Maybe. but i'll tell you whose feelings are hurt
0: no so you know what guys back, back, back.
2: i should be able i should be able to get fondled and come in
1: and nobody should judge me <laughs>
2: in your life that prevent Back you from in- <laughs> into um sometimes we forget that we're recording our podcast and then Denise, man, of- you, need
0: to, you need to learn to read maybe if you read you'll just be a little <laughs> bit different maybe if you
2: read you'll be different um <laughs> yeah so I mean I don't like to use busyness because I I'm guilty of that so I'll be like busy I don't know busy doing well, whatever I wrote but- time management yeah. And it's, like it's kind of like, I'll, I'll like build a new friendship, but then like after a while, it's not that I fall off, but I kind of maybe take it for granted or I push it to the side. And then when I'm have a minute, I'll like call the person or text or, Hey, do you want to get together? I need to work on that more. Um, but I find at this stage, you should appreciate if at this
0: what? What is Denise doing, man? Are you waving your like, hand to talk?
1: No, no, no. It's because um, my palms. I'm fanning them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like <laughs> at this age, um, like in middle age, I feel like a lot of people use time as a reason why they can't build their friendships. But really, like, um, if you put your to do list aside. And just call somebody or hang out with someone like I don't really see the big deal, but we make it such a big deal. And then we go, oh, I haven't seen my friend for so long. We're both so busy. But like, so like, really, you don't have like an hour. Sometimes,
0: too, it's just like an old friend will call you. You get into a good convo and it's like you're at the club. You know, the song's good. You're like, yeah, I want to meet me tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow comes. You're like, no, tired. You know? Yeah. Because you're in that moment. You're just got caught up in a moment. But again, if the friendship is on that level, you can be like, yo, I got caught up in a moment, but yo, I'm tired. We need to
2: actually have another episode just to talk about that, like going through life tired all the time. And like, (laughs) that's the default to why like excuses for things all the time. Like, why are we so tired?
1: Because you're not honoring your word. No, you know what the truth really is? You just, you just don't really want to hang out with them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) actually but but for me if i tell someone like i'm too tired it's literally because i don't have the energy
0: Mm. yeah that's why sometimes i say to you guys like i'm not going anywhere but feel free to come sit on my couch but like i'm not leaving
1: danielle didn't want to hang with us for a while there was a there was a moment in time danielle didn't want to hang out with us when we knew you didn't like us it's okay (laughs) Every day. we.
2: Oh, like, I know. I know the time entering? you're talking about. I was dating. Um, mm, we know I was dating Theo because I remember oh. that summer you guys would be like, how come you don't want to hang out with me anymore? <laughs> and I'm like, it's not that I don't want to
0: <laughs> and building boyfriends that fit. If they don't come around, they're not a good boyfriend.
2: Yeah, they're not. Um,
0: But before I'm we so, waste everybody's time talking nonsense, I mean, if you like listening to it, that's fine. That's fine. But
2: one thing like segues into the next.
0: Yeah. But so here's your homework until next week. Yeah. Take an inventory of your friendships from childhood to teenage years to the adulthood years and to now. Write names, five names at least, if you can. You don't have to write all, or if you only have two, two, and look into each category see if any have transitioned into the other categories and ask yourself why and see if any that you want to be in those categories and ask yourself why. And then next week we'll be back. And if you want to share those with us again, you know where to reach us at sheer therapy on Instagram, info at sheer
2: Um, And we also want to remind everybody that if you do need a friend, we are here for you. We are your friends. We are built-in girlfriends.
0: Yes, and we love all of the um, feedback and questions we've been getting in the DMs. But um, that's Dan's dog barking. My dog's barking, biting me. Um, but yeah, if you have anything to say, add. We're here. But next week, we're going to continue on with this. Thank you to Holly Furtick again for giving us this tool. It was great. Thank you, Holly. Big ups, Holly. Thank you. And in, until next time. Have a good week, and we'll see ya later. Woo! That was my outro. That's my
1: outro song.
2: Woo! It's not that I didn't want to hang out. I was dating Theo. You know know what, Danielle? You You know what? I had to keep going to the U.S. every weekend just to see him, all in vain.
0: Just say bye. Bye. We're saying bye to our guest. Bye. Don't stop. stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Just say the word, Dad. <laughs> say I'm bye. Just
2: say it. Bye. Just say bye. Wait, now they've heard all of that.
0: Yeah, bye. 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 See you next week. tuning in to another episode of The Hot Seat, a sheer therapy podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself and can't wait to be with you again next week. If you've taken anything away from this today, it's to live, love, forgive, have faith, and always have a glass of wine and your girls. We can't wait to be with you all again next week. See you soon.